Get about the curveball, Ricky. Give him a heater. Welcome to the first of many uh, regular season edition uh, podcasts with uh, the Heater, uh, Corey Peeper, Dan Lewig, uh, as we uh, break down the first uh, three games uh, of uh, some four uh, of the regular season uh, there, which means we only have 158 or 159 of these things to go, Uh, and uh, we would be not doing our listeners justice uh, if we didn't uh, have some massive hot takes after the first three or four games of the, the season. Uh, so we'll look forward to doing that here. We'll finally give our predictions as we wrap up our uh, season preview uh, with the prediction portion of uh looking into our crystal ball and seeing where things go. And we'll see just how many of these were hot takes and how many of them were actually spot on. Uh, and uh, uh, we'll we'll dive into it. We've had some good ones in the past. We have. I think uh, the first time we did the hot takes, again, it was the, the law firm of uh, Woodruff and Burns. Uh, we were out in front of that before it happened uh, uh, that year. Uh, so we've had some uh, some interesting ones uh, and ones that we nailed pretty well, even some of the predictions we've nailed pretty well. Others maybe not so much, but that's the beauty of of, uh, of doing it now and uh, making sure to forget by the time uh, Game 162 and beyond rolls around. Uh, but before we dive into these, uh, the Heater po- uh, Podcast is brought to you by River Creek Popcorn. For all of your snacking needs for baseball games, movies of choice, and spring weather, come hungry, leave happy. We're closer, we're closer, and it's getting closer with the popcorn wagon. Yeah, we, we went out there. The weather yesterday in Wisconsin for April was definitely April Fool's because... It was frigid. It was the coldest I've ever been in the popcorn wagon. Absolutely the 100% the coldest I've ever been. We stuck it out, and people came. Thank you very much for being loyal. And this was a a fine weekend. Now, this is the upcoming weekend here, is the one weekend where we're not doing either – we won't be open on a Friday this year because it is Good Friday this week. We are not opening. We will not be open on Easter Sunday. The Saturday in between, whatever you want to call that day, we will be there. And then after that – Back to the more typical Friday, Saturday, Sunday schedule. So this kind of uh, wraps up your uh, uh, the first spring couple of weeks. Of, yeah, your, your spring uh, uh, spring, training spring training done yep, uh, exactly. and full uh, full throttle. You'll kick off in the following week uh, as well. Uh, so we'll look forward to getting into a full rhythm and routine and seeing uh, uh, this year uh, kicking off. Uh, but speaking of uh, April Fools, we got a couple of them here with some hot takes that we can uh, dive into. Uh, do you want me to kick it, uh, do the first one? Go for it. Oh, which one should we go with here? Uh, let's. Uh, I'll go with some uh, bashing uh, fun. It has been the the long ball uh, has produced some fun ones here in the first uh, four games of the season. So I'll uh, produce two uh, for this first one. I'll kick it off with is uh, Joey Gallo leading the American League in home runs this year. Oh, oh, oh that, that's hot. Not that. He looks good. After launching two uh, and a, a laser today. shot, and almost went through the outfield wall uh, for 110 mile an hour exit velocity uh, on that one. Uh, he is uh, benefiting from the new rule change, uh, less on the uh, uh, the shifting becoming more more difficult in that regard. Uh, your uh, reaction to Joey Gallo leading the American League in home runs after he hits two this weekend? Gonna have to catch Adam Duvall. 
Actually, maybe, <laughs> who uh, has got three, I believe. That's that's something. And then there's this certain six foot eight home run hitter who is also at two in uh, New York. He, he's mm-hmm. pretty good at the mm-hmm. home run ball. And I believe Zotani has got at least one. He might he hit one today. I don't know if he's got two. He might have two as well. So leading is hot. Uh, if you told me he got 30, 30-ish, 35, I think that's that's well within the possibility. If he's going to play every day, you never doubt the power, right? You never doubt the power on Joey Gallo. We've doubted the average in the past, but the power is always there. Well, and if I said 30, that wouldn't be a hot take. That would be a good prediction. So if you're going to actually go for a hot take, you got to go for gold there uh, within it. What's your first one? Oh, let's go with, okay, well, this one, when I typed it two days ago, maybe sounded a little hotter, uh, but... Jeffrey Springs today had a six-inning start where he didn't give up any hits and struck out 12. I'm going with by the end of the year, we consider Jeff Springs the best pitcher on the Rays. He strikes out 200, has a better year than Shane McClanahan, better year than players that we consider uh, perhaps better than him at this point. Tyler Glass now was hurt. I think Jeffrey Springs gives them 150 innings, strikes out 200, and does it with around, let's say, a three-year-A and finishes in the top seven in Cy Young. By my uh, uh, by my math, I believe you're saying at uh, 12 uh, strikeouts in six innings, uh, that comes out to two an inning, and that would be a, a strikeout rate of K and nine of 18. That's okay, not okay, too bad. Quite that high. That's not but too bad. Ta- uh, could he do 14? And I said, if you get 14, he's at 200. He's in double outs. digits. Yeah. yeah, he's he's definitely in double digits. Uh, it is a uh, legitimate out pitch. He added a new pitch. Uh, to his arsenal, more of the sweeper that's in vogue right now with things, and he's uh, taking to that very, very well. Uh, and yeah, uh, that is more. Uh, it's a it's a hot take for those that are that are only following baseball nominally or not paying too much attention overall to the full game. Or if you're not in fantasy baseball, where you're less involved with the names, he is. Uh, he is an unknown. Uh, after this first uh, first couple of starts, after this first month, that's not going to be the case anymore. Uh, yeah, he's uh, uh, the next part of that uh, uh, lab that the Rays cook up down there with their pitching and uh, coming out as the next uh, uh, shiny toy that's there and ready to go. You mentioned the sweeper. This is just the other person who I watched this weekend who added a sweeper who I thought looked amazing is Pablo Lopez. Pablo Lopez added a sweeper to him as well, and he pitched opening day for the Twins against... Okay, so Jeffrey Springs pitched against the Tigers. Uh, Pablo Lopez pitched against the Royals. So we're not exactly talking dominant offenses here, but you play who's who you're against. So I'm not going to knock him for that. And Pablo Lopez also looked amazing too. So when you play those teams, you you want to see that that yep. you want to see dominance. You only play who you're and, against, and, and that's yeah. how you show within it. So yeah, if you're striking out 18 per nine, uh, that's dominance. Lopez, what he did against the Royals, that's dominance. So that's what you need to be showing uh, against that. So there is a lot of positives for for Lopez. It's all health. If he's healthy, uh, that has a chance to be a fantastic addition uh, for the for the Twins. Yeah, I'm I'm buying uh, that uh, uh, a hot take that won't look as hot uh, uh, by the All Star break, uh, if not much uh, much before. Number two for you, and I'll uh, I'll follow up on, on yours uh, uh, later on that, and I'll, I'll come to that. I'll circle back uh, <laughs> to that one. But my second one, I'll stay with the the Homer prediction here. Uh, after his uh, uh, multi-homer game, uh, I picked him up as more of a last uh, one of the last picks within it. Uh, um, in every league I've been in, uh, from everything in the offseason, spring training, uh, they say that he is ready to go. His defense was improved enough, not that they really need it, uh, but enough to just not be a, a massive liability. 
but he hits, uh, and he isn't just a platoon bat uh, overall. Uh, at least that's what his overall numbers do within it. Two-homer game already, Nolan Gorman. Uh, 40 home run season for Nolan Gorman Ooh. this year. See, I thought you were even talking about a different Cardinal. Yeah, there's another one. I thought one. you were going to talk about Brendan Donovan here. So you're all in a Nolan Gorman. I can see Nolan Gorman being, I think we've mentioned it since Nolan Gorman got called up. I think he's very much like Brandon Lau. Oh, I almost did it. Lau. And that he's a second baseman. I know he's playing DH right now. Can he manage the strikeout rate? I 40's a lot. It's possible. He could do that. If he actually uh, performs versus lefties. Mm-hmm. Now, if he's a platoon pat, this, this never happens. But if he can actually step up versus lefties, which is which was the game changer for Brandon Lau. Mm-hmm. Uh, then with him being a full-time uh, uh, batter, he got to 39 homers uh, in that within uh, his season two years ago, last full healthy season. Uh, I can see Gorman doing that. I've been, not that, Nolan Gorman's been impressive, don't get me wrong. I have been more impressed with, I've watched two of the Cardinals games with Brendan Donovan. He had five home runs all last season. He's at two and three games. They were talking about it in spring training, the, the power in the bat, but, you know, it's spring training. You don't think a whole lot of it, but this is... One of the performance centers with um, the Goldschmidt and Arenado, and so if you're going to learn, you know how to hit. That's those are pretty good ones to learn from. Two guys are probably going to go in the Hall of Fame someday. So, yeah, five home runs last year. He had four in spring training. We're at more home runs in spring training plus now. So, yeah, that one was the one I thought you were going to go with, and I've been very impressed with Brendan Donovan yeah. and Tony Gorman. So, tw- good. 2020 season for uh, Donovan becomes uh, at least a possibility if the power is real. And if he's batting leadoff for fantasy, like. Yeah, and pushing and Tommy like, Edmund becomes vastly overvalued because he's now batting ninth. Every uh, every position but catcher, uh, as far as position flexibility right now for that. So uh, I have him in multiple leagues, uh, uh, buying the uh, the hype of the, the spring training. Uh, we'll see if I'm still agreeing with. Right now, uh, I look like a genius, and on some of these uh, lower tier moves, we'll see how long that stays. But I'm happy with it so far. It's a long season, right? It is a long uh, season. One thing we have learned, you mentioned the home run ball being in vogue. The thing that's really in vogue so far this year is that the new rules are leading to a bajillion steal, stolen bases. Yes. So I have a take that last year the league leader in stolen bases was 41 by John Birdie. Okay. I'm going five or more players steal 50 or more bases. So here's my I list like of it. players that can do it, right? We know that Trey Turner can do it. I feel very confident that with the new rules he can do it. Corbin Carroll stole three today. As he hasn't already hit it by this weekend. <laughs> Corbin Carroll stole three today. As a part-time player, the way the Orioles are running, Jorge Mateo can do it. He's got four already in two days or whatever. Uh, Astoria Ruiz, if he can get on base, is plenty fast enough to do that. Bobby Witt, if he starts getting on base, can do that. O'Neill Cruz could do it if he wants to. Uh, who knows when we see... We've seen Fernando Tatis steal, I think, 35 in like 120 games already. So I could see him doing it. Acuna stole a bit. Did you see the very first play of the season where Acuna got on first base? They threw over twice, and then basically he got halfway to second base on the lead because he knew it. And so with the new rules, Acuna can do it. Jess Chisholm can do it. There are plenty of guys. I'll say five get to 50. And this is the perfect time to, to segue into the what we're already seeing is the, the opening weekend impact of new rules Welcome to more exciting baseball. Uh, we're we're out of the three I giving, outcome. I hate giving uh, Rob Manfred credit, but it's kind of nailed working. it it's uh, kind for of all working. the stuff that I he absolutely nailed this one. He'll botch ten others in the process, but for this one, he absolutely nailed it. Two hour, fifteen minute games, two and a half, even the the crazy innings. A uh, bat like thirteen people through the order within it. Uh, scored like twelve to ten games, still under three hours. It's absolutely incredible. What we've seen is here to stay. It was that way in spring. We saw the immediate results with it for opening weekend. That's happening within it. So you have a a, a much 
more exciting, more fast-paced for baseball. Uh, within it, you have some. Uh, I saw one take on it, some uh, criticizing the uh, and very much uh, the low minority, but you know that I they enjoyed the more leisurely form of baseball. And if you actually like that, get to the game like a, an hour early and, and enjoy that Just part with it. Work. There's different things that are there, uh, but this has been good. Uh, the stolen base now adds more things uh, uh, to it within it. Uh, it's it is a much more exciting game. Uh, and I think this is going to the right timing. Also, here's another credit, not that he was going for that, but uh, the timing of this coming off World Baseball Classic and you're generating global interest in this. Now their sport is being that much more interesting. It's moving. It's entertaining within it. Uh, plenty of players that you can market that were already on the, the global stage, things that are going to be happening. This might be uh, the most uh, uh, market attention to baseball uh, in, in a number of decades. And I think it's all at the right timing for all of it, where I think baseball is going to see a nice, uh, not resurgence, but just global attention uh, and, and actually have a product that people enjoy where it isn't, you, the average person will enjoy baseball more than just the diehard. And I think the games have gotten to that point, uh, which allows you then to enjoy, the, and and this is where, uh, can he keep the momentum going of market now your players market the storylines can you actually like, it's all right there will you actually use it and actually do something good in that regard i'll be curious to see how baseball does that just on the just tied together with the marketing and the the shorter games is the fact as someone who lives in the central time zone it was always you know i'd watch the first hour the first five innings of a west coast game see shoy otani still but now that it's the games are going two hours fine i'll two hours and a half i'll watch the full game show so Market Otani, because your stars are on the West Coast, right? At least a big chunk of them. Otani, Trout, Betts, Freeman, all Soto, Chow, or Machado, all those guys are West Coast guys. Now, it's not that hard for someone in the Central, maybe the East Coast, but even there, you can watch a good inning in a, or five, six innings of it, right, before you have to go to bed. So, yeah, good good on Rob Manfred, which is really tough for me to say. Well, let's see if, uh, speaking of uh, being able to keep the, the good times rolling, uh, the Texas Rangers uh, have... Uh, uh, it wasn't a a, a hitter dominant ballpark uh, with the new park uh, within it, but uh, this year they want to definitely make that claim. Uh, Eleven runs in game one, sixteen in game two. They're just starting game three now for Sunday night baseball here within it. But even without that, uh, they are uh, tied for most runs uh, in the American League in the opening weekend. Uh, why don't we say they finish with the AL best offense, most runs scored? Texas Rangers, you buying it? That's hot. That's that it. is a hot take. I would say that I, I wouldn't even give them to finish with the most runs in the state of Texas because Houston happens to be there. But they've looked amazing against some very good starting pitching. They're up one to nothing right now. I was just watching Josh Jungus at a home run. So they are up one to nothing again. But Toronto is yep. still oh, yeah. exists. And uh Yankees. Houston, the Yankees can score. So yeah, I like it. I they have a very uh, they have a very streaky lineup and they're on a hot streak right now so you know, Marcus Simeon remember last year in the end of May he was hitting about like 195 Ooh. and then he was just scorching hot maybe he just starts scorching hot and then he hits a cold streak but I would love to see it it'd be great to see a team like Texas come out of nowhere yeah, they're half a billion dollar infield <laughs> with uh Seager and uh and Simeon uh definitely has that if if Josh Young is ready to uh uh, to take a step up. He's been uh, uh, a widely regarded uh, uh, prospect. Uh, they're hoping for him to take a step up. They have uh, Adolis Garcia. Uh, it's it's not an offense that on paper at the beginning you would call that uh, even a top five offense in the, in the American League. 
Uh, you'd hope that with enough uh, uh, additions within that maybe like top half. Uh, and uh, so I figured, why not uh, make a nice, uh, fun one? We'll see how close we come. Uh, well, I'm taking a one. team that has. I'll stake in the AL West. I'll take a team where officially none of these things have happened yet. But I was watching Seattle, and I just sat there and I said, with these starting pitchers, this team has to be good. Now, since then, Robbie Ray's been injured, but I'll stick to my original prediction. Four starting pitchers went over 15 games. Because they leaned into it already. Last year, Logan Gilbert, I mean, if you're going to baby him, you're going to baby him early. Well, they, Logan Gilbert threw 185 innings last year. So they're not babying him. Luis Castillo can win 15 games. I'll say Robbie Ray, assuming he gets healthy, can win 15 games. Logan Gilbert and George Kirby. They're not going to baby him. They've already shown they'll give these guys the innings. If they're all good enough that they can. Four starting pitchers win 15 games. They have the, uh, uh, the right arms to do it. Now, uh, the question is if the offense will support them enough, right? They have uh, These are quality arms. There's no question uh, in that regard. And, yeah, they've already said that George Kirby's not under an innings limit. Uh, the, all four of these guys are ready to go. They have the, uh, the veterans at the top. You have the one-two punch with Castillo and Ray. Uh, then you have the young arms that they're ready to uh, – the training wheels are off. Uh, and uh, you add that to a team that's uh, – eager, that's hungry for playoffs uh, within it, uh, they'll give them uh, every opportunity to, uh, to do that. The question becomes, if you don't overdo it, like where then you leave them in a little too long uh, versus going to your bullpen. Uh, they so have a give, really good give, one, too. They have a really that, good bullpen, too. And that's why you think that, they'll, that they will mm-hmm. uh, be just fine in that regard. It isn't as if they need them to, do, uh, to overextend them. Uh, but without restrictions, that gives you four guys. Could they all win over 15 games within it? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, let's go with. Uh, I have a bad one. You have a bad one. I have a bad right. one. You do yours, and then I'll do I'll my do, next. I'll do my. I'll do my bad one. So I like. I do like Michael Harris. I want to clarify this right away. I do like the player that Michael Harris is. I just think he's vastly over. Like, I, amazing rookie year. Absolutely, seventy-five runs, nineteen home runs, sixty-four RBIs, twenty home runs, two ninety-seven. It's incredible. He absolutely deserved all the accolades. He does it with a 361 BABIP last year. He strikes out 25% of the time, and he hits the ball on the ground 56% of the time last year. I want, they got all that off fan graphs. That, the only player who has gotten even close to sustaining that type of a ground ball rate and being good is Juan Soto, and he happens to be the best contact bat in his, like, of the last, I don't know, 40 years, maybe barring, like, Albert Pujols. Like, he never strikes out. Michael Harris is striking out and pounding the ball on the ground. He only got up 414 times last year. I'll say he gets up more than that. So I'll just say more. 500 times probably, assuming he's healthy. Every one of those numbers drops. Less than 75 runs, less than 19 home runs, less than 64 RBIs, less than 20 steals, less than 297. Yeah, this is a uh, sophomore slumps uh, are a real thing, and it can uh, just uh, hamper guys hard. And when you have a bad mix – uh, when it comes to that launch angle and how you're going about things uh, uh, within it, uh, you know that's that's one that uh, uh, is the, the mix that makes sense. Uh, and uh, to see him have those types of uh, challenges within it, like you said, you still uh, the overall player, the overall career. There's still plenty good things there, but there's obviously growth in his game that he needs, and he might have to take more lumps before he actually gets there. He could make me look if he comes out this year and suddenly he's launching the and that ground ball rate even goes to 
45%, he'll make, he can make me look like an absolute fool. Because absolutely, a very talented player. I just think he needs, he probably got a little lucky last year, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. People get lucky all the time, but it could also regress, and we could see a different player. If we keep in the regression game, uh, after uh, their uh, wonderful se- the season that we all knew they had, were capable within it, they're built for the uh, for the postseason, not for the regular season, uh, and made it all the way to the uh, World Series with the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, I have a miss in the playoffs. Yep, I trust me, man. I was close. We're gonna get to t- we're gonna get to predictions here. The National League East is ridiculous. And uh, so we've said, I like what Philly offers. I really do. Now, losing Reese Hoskins and Reese Harper, Reese Reese Hoskins and Bryce Harper, there's not a whole lot of teams that could make up for that loss. Kyle Schwarber has started in, we know he's also probably the world's streakiest hitter. Like he started, I believe he's over 12 last I checked. Could they miss the playoffs? Yeah, yeah, they certainly could. I, I, when we, spoiler alert, when we get to predictions, I have them as the final wild card in, and I was close because there's another team that I'm not going to mention that could easily make the playoffs over them. And, yeah, I I hope they don't because I, I really like what they offer. I am I do like a lot of their players a lot, but I could see that happening. I have a sort of negative here, especially if you're a Brewers fan, which you're not, but a lot of our listeners are, I think. I almost brought this one up a couple weeks ago when we were doing the American League preview. You're, I, I had this one in the the tank back then already because you mentioned that Baltimore needs an ace. And uh, roughly a week and a half ago at this point, the Milwaukee Brewers ace, Corbin Burns, hired a certain very agent who likes to get paid named Scott Boris. He loves his money. And even when the Brewers in contention last year, they traded away Josh Hader. So my prediction is that Corbin Burns ends the year as a Baltimore Oriole. I a team that uh, I I could very well see being aggressive overall, the perfect fit for it. I'm worried the Orioles are going to be massively cheap. They've already been trying to say they're modeling themselves as yeah. to be like the the new uh, uh, Tampa Bay Rays within them for the organization and for that. There's a way in which you, that that's a compliment. Another way in which is a criticism. Him, right? Like they if they would do that too. But as far as teams that can go out and they could give you know three of their top 100 prospects and not make a dent on that system really. And that's the. Uh, uh, perfect fit uh, for them, like when they're so. Let's say they're a few games over five hundred. They're maybe, uh, they're maybe two games back of wild card. Only uh, five games back of the five to seven games back of, of the division because that's going to be pretty neck and neck uh, uh, within it. And a lot of wins, but uh, pretty neck and neck. Wouldn't that be the shot in the arm that you would need if if you were at that level by the end of June? Uh, I think that's where you should be absolutely should be head hunting and start that process within it. Plus you do have the, the money. If you actually spend like, it's not meant to be just a short term fix. You can keep him. Uh, and then there's your ACE uh, coming in. You've already sold him on the, the young team and ready to go with it. And you'll show him the money. Uh, and that'll keep him uh, happy in that regard. I think, uh, Corbin Burns more than Shohei Otani. How about that for the ACE? That's, uh, for a hot take, the, the, the hot take of, uh, uh, the ace that's actually available uh, that will actually be traded that'll make the biggest difference, Corbin Burns. Yeah, I think I think it's possible. You know, what are the chances? We talk about Grayson Rodriguez specifically with Baltimore. What are the chances Grayson Rodriguez ever gets as good as Corbin Burns? Ten percent tops. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean that certainly just the law of averages. Yeah, exactly. So that's your starting point. You go from there, and we'll see. I, that's my prediction. 
Well, here's a team that doesn't have to worry about getting anywhere near that uh, process within after watching them all weekend long uh, oh, yeah, uh, within it. Uh, there's uh, We've been giving a lot of teams uh, like where we think cellar dwellers and where we think they'll be within it, but I have fully evaluated the worst team in Major League Baseball uh, with the Detroit Tigers. Wow. Uh, there is not a single... Like, Riley Green might is your best shot to be anything above average, and he might just end up being average. Uh, that, that there's a strong likelihood he ends up there uh, than he does anything above average, let alone superstar. Uh, nothing else makes sense. The pitching is absolutely atrocious. What's worse is they don't know what to do with it. Uh, Spencer Turnbull uh, came back after Tommy John surgery. First couple innings, he looked good. He's got. I would love to see him with what someone like the Rays pitching coach Kyle Snyder could do with him. I don't Roll think tide. he'll get anywhere near that. Uh, Turnbull, roll tide. There you go. Uh, <laughs> he's uh, not going to reach the ceiling uh, with them, and there's not many other players that are there that make any sense uh, at at all. Uh, Detroit, less than 50 wins. Ooh, that's a really low number. I mean, they're terrible. Don't Oakland get me wrong. finds a way. Uh, I've watched them enough with them. They look, beat Otani. They, yeah. <laughs> well, they beat the Ra- or the Angels. I, I think say. Oakland will get uh, has more chance to get no hit on a consistent basis, but I think they'll still scratch out wins. I trust Oakland. I trust Oakland to be. I think there are four really bad teams in baseball. Really bad. Now Detroit looks to be a whole nother level of bad. I watched the Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh and Cincinnati played each other. I would put those teams out of the really bad teams. I actually don't think they're that bad. I think they're they're not competitive. But Detroit's terrible. Uh, Washington. I know they won today. Washington is is rough. Washington is really bad. You mentioned Oakland. Oakland is Oakland is pretty awful. Mm-hmm. And then then Colorado. And here's a here's a low key terrible team too. The San Francisco Giants. I know we said they're good. I won't, I don't know, man. I I'm not sure that team's good either. I, they are the, the positive spin is that they're more of a higher variance team than would like to be because of that if that offense doesn't gel. Uh and I'll give them a little bit of time for new pieces to to put stuff together. Uh, Logan Webb is good. I, they play the Yankees, yeah, uh, and so the there's Yankees. there's some of that too. Uh, uh, but it's a matter of, especially with not getting uh, Aaron Judge within it. If Michael Conforto only looks like a shell, if he's not who they that even even guys like that, they're they're so contingent on uh, razor thin on these guys on their predictions being right on some of these guys, and it still might not even be enough. Uh, and so could they? Is this a team that would have just as much odds, if not more odds, of sliding to 70, 75 wins uh, than it would be 90 wins? Yeah, I, I think there's there's uh, uh, an absolute fair question. Uh, Kansas City also bad. I forgot about the Kansas. Kansas City is also bad. I wouldn't maybe put them as bad as those other. Kansas City's in the Pittsburgh. I know they didn't win at all yet, but I would put Kansas City in the Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, where I don't really consider them contenders, but they're not as they're not in Detroit's territory yet if, either. If so. their offense clicks, they at least have one. The question is, do these guys get going? They haven't gotten going yet. Uh, three but, days uh, in, you'll be okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, Detroit. I, I wow. Uh, I, I know. I know that the Rays are, are good, but man, they made everyone look like uh, uh, Hall of Famers uh, uh, within it, and uh, that's that's not good on opening weekend. American League or National League? Where are we doing our predictions first? I'll give you one more. Uh, then oh, I'll, I'll wrap. One. Okay. I got one, one last one hanging here within it, and that's uh, after seeing him healthy, after seeing within it, uh, could go uh, with. Uh, uh, the Wander Franco for MVP. And, I saw him. And, and he's, that's he's a, got some hits. 
that is, uh, again, that's if Shohei doesn't uh, stay in the AL uh, or if his arm falls off. Uh, well, when, I, when we do the predictions for the MVP award, I have, I have Otani in all capitals, and then I have non-Otani division because I, we both agree that if Shohei Otani simply plays every game to 80% of what he's capable of, it should always be a landslide to him. And could Wander Franco absolutely fall in the next category of non-Otani MVPs? Uh, sure, yeah. I think I've always said Wander Franco. I've predicted Corey Seager to win an MVP on this thing like twice. He hasn't won yet, yet. But could Wander Franco and Corey Seager be pretty similar in that I think they can roughly approach 300 while hitting 25-ish home runs? Yeah, Wander, and stealing I, maybe I, 10 bases, 15 maybe out of Wander Franco. He's probably a little faster. It's a matter of how much they they want him to be careful with his legs. It'd be the only thing that I could see with him. He can he'll he's the guy who would be sneaky for thirty, uh, if, if they if they let him if they let him run, uh, within it. But he's uh, was the number one overall uh, uh, unanimous uh, uh, best minor leaguer for two to three years running, uh, within it. And uh, Corey Seager is the absolute great comparison for him with maybe uh, a little bit more wheels to it. That's that's about it, but that's uh, an excellent uh, comparison uh, at peak, and, and the question is, does he have a better version of health than, than Seager? Yeah. Uh, but uh, he was quickly forgotten with some of the injury stuff last year uh, and went from the uh, the wunderkind to uh, uh, forgotten very quick. Uh, he looks every bit the part, uh, and if the Rays uh, would... Uh, win 90 plus games that they would be uh, if they could finish ahead of the Yankees uh, within it and if he's performing what he's capable within it that's what gets you the uh, uh, sway at the end uh, and uh, so if you're producing good numbers on a winning team and a team that overtakes others that you would think would be uh, within it if if it happens that's going to be the reason why let's start with the American League then and let's, let's start it. with the, let's start with the award predictions so are you am I marking you down then for Wander Franco for MVP uh, That's I, a hot take, so I, I'm assuming that you have another pick. I have another pick. Okay. I'll mark it uh, down. So uh, for MVP, Otani. Yeah. I, I, I've, I've stuck with that for the last couple of years, and really, he should have won it last year, too. I don't care about the 62 home runs from Aaron Judge. Yes, that was fantastic, but it was New York that got it, not Judge. Uh, when Otani does the numbers he does, both pitching and batting, there is no one like it. It may not be fair, but you know what? If you're that much of a unicorn and performing that way within it, it's yours until you stop performing that way. No one else has done what he's done, uh, and I don't care how many times you give it to him or how much others may have been having excellent years, he's still better. He is the best player in Major League Baseball. It's not even close because no one can do the, the absolute weird thing that he's doing. He's going to make $500 million in this next season within it as long as he stays healthy. Yep, opening day, six strikeouts, six innings, ten strikeouts, no earned runs, and oh yeah, the, the Angels lost. And then he, I know he's had at least that one was home a classic, run. That uh, <laughs> classic, classic Angels, for, yeah, losing to Oakland two to one. It's uh, I know he had at least one home run today. I have Otani as well. I do have another. I'll mark you down for Wander Franco as your backup, just non Otani pick. I my non Otani pick. I do believe Otani should always win it and is always should be the favorite. I'm going with Jordan Alvarez. Uh, the hand looks healthy. I know he didn't play in spring training. The worry, I, I've already seen that man hit balls that like are physically just the way he just connects with them and they just rocket off his bat. I will go with Jordan Alvarez as the non Otani pick because here's yes. here's I don't know if it's a hot the take. The best or not. pure hitter in Major League I Baseball. I would say Jordan Alvarez could hit fifty five home runs pretty like I don't say easily, but if you told me that he had fifty five home runs, one hundred thirty RBIs while hitting three hundred this year, that is well within the realms of possibility for that guy if he can stay healthy. And that's just the only real question I ever have with Jordan Alvarez. 
I don't care if uh, the we had too much of a, a worry about DH stuff within things within or too young or too, like, put him there. Seriously, I Keep it does healthy. not matter what he does on defense. Not at all. Uh, it's everything else that he does from contact to power to uh, patience at the plate. It's and clutch. Uh, you know, that's the word. we try to avoid that word within or most overplayed word within it. But when it comes to the moment within it, how many walk offs, how many key things uh, driving in, whether it's a double, whether it's a home run blast, like out of the entire stadium uh, with it, he does it so often when he is healthy. There is no. So of all the players we mentioned, even Shohei, all these guys together within it, who would I want in the moment with the game on the line at the plate within it? It's Jordan Alvarez, hands down. Yeah, I, I completely agree there. You got a Cy Young pick for the American League? That one I am going Rays, and I am going Jeff's rings. Oh, so my top seven pick is down. Like, he's going number one overall. That yeah, is I, that he, is fire right there, man. You need a guy that's going to uh, – uh, you need uh, – who's got the, the – uh, can produce the, the the tons of strikeouts. That's a must for, for this type of thing, the swing and miss ability that's there. Uh, you need someone that's going to also be a surprise if you can do it because uh, then people like to see that in a winning team and a lot of wins. Uh He's going to have every opportunity on this team to uh, uh, to get the W's uh, within it. Could he be a 20-game winner this year? It would not surprise me at all. I am sticking to my Seattle love. I think the first year we did this prediction podcast, you picked Luis Castillo. Yeah. That was with the Reds. I am going with Luis Castillo. I like what I see. He's pitched a half a season in Seattle as opposed to his rest of his career in that band box at Cincinnati. He's been amazing in Seattle. He will play Oakland, which is a horrendous team. He will get to play them some. I think the American League is easier. I am ready to see Luis Castillo win a Cy Young award himself in the American League. Well, and uh, Kansas City uh, yeah. within that too. Detroit. Uh, uh, Detroit. <laughs> there's there's enough teams uh, over there that you're going to be facing uh, that uh, makes things a little more that helps to pad the stats. In addition to best like uh, pure stuff uh, is uh, as good as anyone else. Uh, you can mention any pitcher up. within it. Uh, uh, and, and that's a, uh, on a I want to shout better out. offense and oh. getting more of a chance to shine. I want to shout out. Garrett Cole looked amazing on day one. Yep. Garrett Cole in the first game of the year looked amazing. That was as good as I've seen him look in a while. So I'm not saying that I will not pick him, but I was impressed with Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole does that and keeps the ball in the yard. Uh, he's a Cy Young. Like, he, he's a, he's a walking Always. Cy Young guy. So it, it's just the homers. If he yep. keeps that, uh, if, if that is gone or not an issue, uh, then yeah, he's a Cy Young pick. He's also, he's the uh, he, he's at the point now where I will give him his, uh, his credit is he's close enough to having the the non Garrett Cole contenders. If Garrett Cole is fully on it, if he doesn't have the whole any homer issue within it, uh, it's him Cy Young, and here's the non Garrett Cole contenders. Yeah, I was also want to show out that same game. Logan Webb, I know we haven't had nationally. Logan Webb, he gave up a couple of home runs in Yankee Stadium, which is nothing, you know, whatever. It, it, those would not have even been close in San Francisco. Yeah, Little League he home runs there. He also looked amazing. Like, that was as good if I've ever – I did not watch Logan Webb all the time because West Coast, but really good. Rookie of the year, you got a rookie of the year for the American League? So we have, like, is it, we have like two or three guys that are the ones that's going to be between you're talking Gunder Henderson, you're talking uh, uh, Volpez from uh, New York, and then you're uh, – Masataka Yoshida from Boston. Who has – We'll see. I I want to see him after one month because it was the same thing with Suzuki. Uh, uh, last it looked good at opening weekend, jumping out within, and then he kind of just slid uh, slid back. It wasn't terrible, wasn't bad, just wasn't at at that level. I think they play uh, a different type of schedule in Asia. I think they get more off days. And not that, that grind on that, but I think hard. they get more off days in Asia. I think you're right on on that. I'll. 
for this, you always also look at uh, uh, market helps. Vol, uh, Volpez is uh, uh, right there for that'll be my pick for it at this point. Yeah, that's the one I was going with too. Market, he stole three bases in three days already. They're going to let him run. I think eventually they push him up in the lineup, which bats him probably right in front of Aaron Judge, which is as good of a spot as planet Earth there is to bat. I do love Gunner, don't get me wrong, but I think Anthony Volpe is another one. Anthony Volpe stole, I think, 50 bases in AAA last year. Like, he could have pushed 50 bases. It's possible. And if he steals, even if he hits 10 home runs and steals 50 bases, that's going to be really hard to knock him off. Let's do the let's do the team predictions. American League East. I am going raised for division. Homer and out. Yep, homer and out. <laughs> uh, I'm uh, uh, I I like them healthy. I think it was uh, Jeff Passan. Uh, I, uh, today after the uh, the spring start uh, within it was commenting on especially when when Glasnow comes back uh, uh, in the next couple of weeks. Uh, best rotation in baseball. Uh, so I'll, I'll let him speak versus the Homer uh, speak in that regard. Uh, if if uh, Franco is healthy, Brandon Lau is healthy, uh, they have uh, enough uh, offense on this team uh, to make a uh, resurgence in that regard. I like pitching still better than offense. Uh, for when you have five, you can go on a streak. You can get uh, really start churning through things within it. The bullpen has arms for days. I like them as a complete team. There's teams that have better offenses, but no one has better pitching. I'm giving you golf. I think they're a good team too. I will not pick them to win the American League East. I will go with Toronto. I think Toronto is slightly better. Uh, I was due. close. I was close to picking Kevin Gelsman to win the Cy Young Award. I'm not going to lie. I was a little disappointed watching Manoa the first day. He did not look particularly great, and Chris Bassett looked hurt today. That's a little scary because I watched him and he looked like he was throwing Zach Greinke style. So it, that could easily derail this team, which they find a way to do a lot. But like you said, they also feel like they're due. This team is – the offense is clicking already. Dalton Varsha looks awesome. George Springer had a five-hit game. Bob Bichette had a four-hit game. I, they'll score a lot of runs. They just need the pitching to not disappoint a ton because on paper it should be really good. So that's my team. The the, the question is the injuries and also uh, Manoa over a uh, in that sophomore season It just is, is challenging in many different ways. Uh, and so I'll be curious to see with – and I have him as one of my playoff teams at least. I already got your prediction down for the American League Central because I'm assuming it's the same one that I have. I, I wonder where that would be. There's would, so much to choose from. I would, well, Twins haven't lost yet, man. This is true. <laughs> this is true. Pablo Lopez again, has made, maybe at least made this more competitive. They've also played the Royals. They've also played the Royals. And that helps. Uh, we, will play, we will pick the Guardians. I'm assuming you're picking the Guardians. Yep. Uh, Tristan McKenzie being hurt stinks. That's going to be eight weeks. But we said if there's a team that can work around it, it is the Cleveland Guardians. They will be just fine. I like what they've done with their offense. I think they're a one and two right now. I believe they got beat in extra innings today. No, they won in extra innings today. So they are, sorry, they're three and one. So that's a good start because they're playing another team that I'm going to predict to be in the playoffs. Cleveland's a really good team. I, one of the more well-built rosters for what they have without spending a ton of money and throwing money at it. They have an extremely well-built roster. So I like Cleveland. What's nice about them is it's well-built. So they're well, well well-rounded from, uh, from the first spot in the lineup, the 25th, uh, 26th man on, on the roster, it's a nice deep team, but they have star power uh, uh, when they need it at the same time. It's a nice blend and balance for a, uh, uh, a small market team. I, I like them as I said, as well there. Uh, and also, I'm assuming we're on the same page in the AL uh, West. I'm assuming you're going to Texas now. 
Yeah, uh, uh, offense and necessarily pitching. We'll find out on that uh, one. But uh, I mean, know, we're going with the Houston Astros, yep, right? Yep. The defending World Series champions. You you automatically, unless something drastic changes, and actually something drastic did change. They lost Justin Verlander, and I will still pick the Houston Astros. I know Bregman has not gotten a hit yet. They just got tied up by the White Sox, who looks competent. So good for the White Sox for looking competent because it's been a while. But Bregman's over twelve. Pena's started slow, and they've still won two games against a pretty good White Sox team. I The pitching looks amazing. As long as everything goes well there, I will still predict Houston to win the American League West. Since you're there, one more hot take to throw in there uh, within it. The White Sox, uh, it's not uh, it's not LaRusse's fault. How about that for a hot take? I was looking at that team uh, within it. It was easy to put everything on him. Not that I would say that you'd bring him back in any which way, shape, or form. Uh, wh- White team, Sox have issues. The, there's a they're the baseball version of like the Colts, where their mm. m- owner is too involved. Yep. Uh, Jerry Reinsdorf needs to back off and just let this man. I feel like he gets a little too involved with his team, and so beyond that, I I don't know. I I love to blame Tony Larusa though because I hate that guy ever since he was a Cardinals manager. Uh, let's talk to three wild card teams. I have, and you go first. Two in the from the AL East, uh, so Yankees and Blue Jays. Yankees and Blue Jays, and then I will say you go with, is it the Rangers? I don't know. No, no. Okay, I, I'm only because I'm I'm getting a roped into what happened to you in the last couple of years or within it too. It's more I think more worth what the heart wants than maybe what the head wants. The Angels. I want to believe. I really do. I, for I for Shohei, for Trout, for the within it, I they've as much as the uh, some teams that find a way not to make it happen. For all the, I, I'm going to say that they find they find a oh, find a way, which the the Mariners are far better. It should work that way. I'm still going to go Angels. I thought about it. They did beat the after they blew Shohei Otani's ridiculous game. They did find a way to beat the. Athletics, the other two games. I said the Orioles. The Athletics, the other two games. But they won, so good for them for doing that. But I will not be taking the Los Angeles Angels. I just, I've been burned too many times. Like you said, maybe my maybe my heart wants it, but uh, in my head, I just cannot do it. So here are my three teams. I will take the Seattle Mariners. I think that they, mm-hmm. I think that I like their pitching. I already went over that enough. I think that they get in. I will take the race. I told I had them not winning the East, and I will take the Yankees as well. So we have the same six teams. That's but the different. No, we don't because you took the, the Angels versus Mariners. The other five are, are correct. Maybe not the in the same order, but the um, we're have. we're five out of six. Yep. I I thought about dropping the Yankees for the Rangers. I really did, but I'm not there yet. I. They have so many pitching injuries. I can see it happen. A lot of it depends. If Sever- if I knew for sure Severino was out till about the midway point, I could easily drop the Yankees down. But I, th- it sounds pretty promising. And they had some guy, Johnny Brito, who I've never heard of, who pitched five no-hit innings or five shutout innings today. So good for them. But I will take that. It's pretty close. I think I feel pretty good about our picks. Let's go to the National League. Let's do it. So I'm assuming you're not taking the Phillies for the National League East. No. I'm assuming you're going to take, I will guess you take the Braves. I'm going Mets. You're going Mets? Okay. I'm still going Mets uh, uh, within it. I think overall there's I, – I am a uh, Kodai Senga fan. 
Uh, and I think that helps balance some of the early because uh, Verlander's on the uh, uh, injured already. <laughs> he said, uh, he's doing his best Jacob Degrom impression, man. Yeah, hey, he's just got to repeat. Someone's got to keep they that going. Him, we need you to be our Jacob Degrom, and he's like, I will do my part. But they're deep enough to absorb some injuries, uh, even from the bullpen to rotation. Like I, I think there's still. Uh, yeah, and I hate saying this because especially one of the teams that the, that's the best in the last decade plus of uh, just finding a way to lose. But I think they're the safest pick. Oh, and that, that's, that's never I, been said about I, the Mets I paused before. As I before I said it, re- recognizing the the oh. uh, uh, the magnitude of that statement for this team. But I I believe they are. They just have enough in every category. Whatever injury hits them, uh, that they can just keep uh, keep plugging along uh, to get there. I'll take the Braves. I will still take the Braves. The Max Fried injury, the Kyle Wright injuries start the season off. Not overly concerned. I think they'll be back pretty quick. I think the Braves have the one of the deepest rosters in baseball. I think it really is that good. So I will I will take the Braves and yeah, we'll we'll go from there. The Central? I have gone back and forth. Uh, more I my my pick before the weekend. So how much do I want to let a hot take uh, mm-hmm. uh, change uh, within it? I typed it in for you. I'm going Cardinals. Oh, I had it wrong. Oh, I went with the wrong I, one. I, up until the weekend, I, I loved one through nine, that lineup. Uh, I don't love the one through five of the rotation, uh, and that's where I've been hesitating back and forth. But I think they can pick up another pitcher between now and then. I feel more confident in the. Uh, in the Cardinals rotation than I do in the Brewers offense. There's the switch between the two. Uh, and uh, I, I do believe it is going to go all the way down to the last week of the regular season. Uh, I, I do like the the moves that the, the Brewers have made. I know they're in midseason form for fans right now as far as looking at the offense and some of the frustrations that are there. Uh, but I, I, I do like William Contreras. I think that's one of the best pickups of the offseason, and I've said that before, uh, together with it. I think uh, Christian Yelich settling into a, uh, an above-average leadoff hitter uh, is still effective within it. I like uh, Jesse Winker. Uh, with I like the the young guys uh, today. Within you're seeing uh, uh, a triple from uh, from one, like a double or multiple RBI from another. Within like the, the, the difference for the Brewers' offense this year versus last year is more of that depth within the and the nice uh, uh, veteran additions. But they have the younger uh, uh, players that are coming up uh, from Terang and Mitchell. Uh, they have guys that are ready to take that next step where they don't have to be uh, shoulder anything, but it helps to lengthen the lineup. Uh, and if Burns, Woodruff, and Peralta are healthy, uh, it's back to what it was a couple of years ago. Uh, it, it's hard uh, uh, to not uh, like the the composition of the team. I've been see even in there. I was trying to talk myself out of my own pick. If you notice, with I spent more time talking about the Brewers than I did the Cardinals with the pick uh, for the division. I was impressed with the Brewers after the first seventeen innings or whatever, where they didn't score a run, and they did win one of those games. So good for them. And then today. They look good. I'm very. I'm Bryce Strang's already my favorite player. Uh, I will also pick the Cardinals. The Cardinals in three games. The first game they had scored nine runs with 15 hits and lost. The next game they had four runs on 10 hits, and then today they had. That's not correct. They had, uh, I believe, nine runs again. They scored nine runs on 15 hits. No, that's the first game. I'm not entirely sure, but another nine runs. Don't know how many hits. I think 18 hits. Uh, their lineup is ridiculous. It is 
extremely deep. They can pound. They can hit for average. They get on base all the time. Yeah, it's it's going to be tough. They're going to be. It should be actually a really good race. But as much as I want to pick the Brewers, and my heart's telling me, you know, I got to cheer for them anyways. And I think they can win. I'm not saying that. I I have to pick the St. Louis Cardinals. They are extremely deep right now. So I will take the Cardinals as well. Going west, who you got? I got Padres. I knew you would uh, pick I, the Padres. I, I mentioned it last week uh, within it that I'm, I'm not buying where the Dodgers are right now. Uh, still a good team. Uh, just Padres being uh, being better, even though I uh, uh, can't stand one of their uh, outfielders, but that's uh, neither here nor there. I will I will take the other team. I will still take the Dodgers. I'm, I do not trust the Padres pitching enough. I, you Darvish is hurt. I think he'll be okay. I still can't trust... Blake Snell actually looked amazing. He just couldn't get it over the plate. He'll, he usually does where he struck out like 10 or whatever in like four innings, but he just struggled to find the strike zone. That was against Colorado. Look, they got beat two games by Colorado. That I don't know. Now it's a very small sample again. I will take the Dodgers. Dustin May looked incredible. I was very impressed with yep. Dustin May. Yes, he did. Clayton Kershaw looked good. Uh, Julio Urias looked good. I still trust the Dodgers pitchers. I just don't push out of state uh, to be there for most of the season. Uh, within it, uh, uh, they have the. I I also trust their 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 they have an actual farm system to, system yep, to yep. fill it in. Whereas the Padres moved all theirs for your certain outfield well, and and Padres like their number four and five is just woof. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, like they're they're good for top three, but and maybe that's the part where I. Uh, they don't have much left to, to trade, but getting just a, a better journeyman, like a league average pitcher is all they need for like a fourth spot. You don't need five. Uh, the Phillies proved that within. You don't need five. You need four good, or at least a fourth one to at least be league average within it. They, for them, for the overall year, and no one is going to be more aggressive in trading for people, right? We already know that within it. So as far as, uh, would you bet on a, a, a midseason acquisition that improves whatever the weakest link is? Yeah. Uh, I don't even know who it is, so within it doesn't matter. They'll get it. Uh, especially at, at this stage within it. So I'll be curious to see, but I, I buy that more than the Dodgers buying something within it. They uh, they could be more aggressive, but they're they're leaning into, like I said, they're all in Shohei, right? We, we know they're all in on Otani and the offseason. That's where their big acquisition, what they want to see happen. That's where they want to go. So far as the team that's going to be more aggressive in making the, the midseason acquisition, I put that on the Padres, which is where I put the, the difference maker between the two. Another should be another good race. I can make your predict. I can predict your three wild cards. Then you can't. You still can't. Gotta tell me the Dodgers are a wild card. Yep. I yep. say if they're not yep. a wild card, something's yep. wrong. I'm gonna the Braves. Yep. Brewers. Yep. Right. Those are the three. You got it. I I can make the prediction. Now here's here's where good for you. Here's where my own Brewers fans are gonna hate me. I'll take the Padres. I will take the Mets. And I'll take the Phillies. And that means the Brewers miss the playoffs. It's tough. I, I could easily see the Brewers beating the Phillies. I, I could see that. I could see the Phillies beating the Mets. I could see the Brewers beating the Padres. Like like, like we said, the Phillies are the, the highest volatile team, mm-hmm. uh, highest variant team in all of Major League Baseball because you could see them uh, winning the division. You could see them winning uh, 95-plus games. You can also see them winning less than 85 right, with it and being out of, the, uh, out of the playoffs completely. I will say this about the National League. It is – we were talking – like it's a, a very, like stratist. I don't know if that's the word. Like tiered, div- entire conference or yeah. half. Right. Like there are roughly seven really good teams: the Mets, the Braves, the Phillies, the Cardinals, the Brewers, the Padres, and the Dodgers. 
Beyond and there's only that, six, uh, only six uh, seats. So who's yes. uh, at musical chairs? Who's left standing? Beyond right? that, it's. I mean, I can sit and I can in the American League. I can make a case for the Twins to make the playoffs. I can do it. I don't know if they'll do it, but I could. I can certainly make a case for the Rangers. We talked about the Rangers in the National League. Can I make a case for the Nationals? No. Can I make a case for the Marlins? Probably not. The Reds and the Pirates? No. The Cubs? No, not really. And then out west, maybe the Diamondbacks if they got extremely hot. But guess what? They're pitching Madison Bumgarner, and he looks yeah. like yeah, awful. And they have some Zach Davies pitched today. Like I can't really do it for the Diamondbacks, and I'm certainly not doing it for the Davies Rockies. Davies struggled with the Brewers like five years ago, uh, and he's still hanging around. Like that's maybe that's the Giants, maybe the Giants, but it it's it's a stretch, right? It is a seven. Everything race. would have to break right. It's a seventeen race, like you said. There are six spots, so one of them has to miss. You have the Phillies. I'm picking the Brewers. Maybe I'm just being a pessimist because they're my team, but I hope they make it. I'm just moving the Brewers out because I've seen it happen too many times. Let's go to the individual player awards. MVP of the National League, not as easy as the American League because there is no Shohei Otani doing everything. I got Manny Machado. It's a good pick. If the, if the Padres are going to win, they're going to need yep. someone, and we know that you're not picking Juan Soto. So uh, Manny Machado <laughs> is a good choice there. I will take – it makes sense because you're picking the Padres to win one. I'm going to take the team I said the Braves would win the East. I will take Austin Riley. Uh, I, there was a couple I was going to go with. I thought about Acuna. I will take Austin Riley. I think this is the year. A couple of years ago, I picked Devers. I think Austin Riley approaches like 35 home runs, gets over 100 RBIs while hitting about 300 doing it. Which is just about what he did last year uh, with Bennett. And finally, it, you, it always takes a year later for someone to get credit for it or the recognition for it. And so if he produces a similar similar stats or even better stats within it, uh, with them uh, winning a division within it, yeah. Uh, he's He is baseball's uh, most overlooked superstar uh, at, at a position where it's hard to find. Like, he's producing numbers at, like, uh, Jose Ramirez level, just without the stolen bases, right? Uh, but that's that's where he's at, but he's not being regarded in that same fashion. I uh, hope the spotlight changes for him, uh, and, and it usually takes one uh, one additional season to get there. I like to pick. I got another, not to say wild card, but I could see Fernando Tatis coming back, being completely pissed off and wanting to prove everyone wrong and doing, like, some absurd in 130 games again. I think we've seen him in 130 games go like 40-20. I could see him doing like 40-40 in 130 say, games. Yeah, we you just, could still see I that, man. I could totally you see could. him doing that to really push, piss everybody off. And and so we'll, we'll, we'll I'll throw Fernando Tatis out there. I didn't, I, I'm not going to predict that because we haven't seen him again in basically two years, right? And so, but. Well, we need, and we need to see him for at least yeah. once he's in here. Can he actually do the 120, 130 games? Mm-hmm. All right, if he does that, uh, What's not in question is he has produced on a game-for-game basis uh, among the top three, top five players in all of Major League Baseball, period. So uh, if he can just actually be in the games, he will produce. Cy Young Award winner. I got Woodruff. There you go. Yeah, he's... I'm following along right with my my team predictions for for the reasons why they get there. And here is probably the same thing, because the team that I said they're competing with, I have Aaron Nola. I know he didn't look good the other night. I'm all in. I think he's unbelievably good. I will take Aaron Nola. Shout out to Spencer Strider, who I think that Spencer Strider, inning per inning, might be the best pitcher in baseball. I just don't know how many innings they're going to give him, but I will take Aaron Nola. Rookie of the year. Three-man three race again between yep. Jordan Walker, Kode Senga, and Corbin Carroll. And a third baseman all of a sudden becoming a, a right fielder. Uh, uh, just to find a way to get him in the lineup, uh, and he's had a good opening weekend uh, within it. Uh, and part of the reason why that uh, one through nine is uh, 
uh, baseball's most uh, 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 underrated because it's just not considered the same with some like the bigger offenses within it, but underrated buzzsaw um, one to nine. Uh, but I'm going to go with Cody Sanga. Uh, okay. the always that international uh, component to it. He's not not a true rookie, but he's still rookie eligible and pitching in that market. Uh, and he's already got a marketable pitch uh, uh, with uh, within it. For. Uh, and it's in, uh, who did he, uh, they played? Who did the Mets play today? I'm forgetting the the team off the top of my head. Uh, but it was already on uh, either MLB.com or on ESPN. Like the uh, thing I ghosted the Marlins or like there are like when you have marketability, which does come into play. And then you add in the market that you're in to go with it, uh, and that you're also you have to have the the, uh, the talent level to do it. He's got all three that he needs, uh, and a team when there's going to be injury issues with some of the older guys within it, he's going to get a chance to be the glue that keeps it all together. Yeah, singer for rookie of the year. That's a good pick. I consider Jordan Walker. I've been he has not hit the home runs like we mentioned Brendan Donovan or Nolan Gorman. He hit one today, I believe 113 miles an hour. That was a line drive out to center field. He will hit home runs. I wouldn't be surprised if he hits a lot of home runs. He had a double. I know he had at least two hits today again, so I like Jordan Walker. I will take Corbin Carroll. I wish that they would have batted him leadoff. They have batted him fifth, seventh, and fifth, I think. I think that they will eventually push him up. Yeah, say stop being weird. Just put him at leadoff and let him go. He stole three bases today. I've said before, I think eventually Corbin Carroll's thought of the way we think of Trey Turner now, where it's just a consistent 300 bat who can hit 20 homers while stealing 40-plus bases. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't steal over 40 bases this year. I already said my hot take is multiple players steal 50 bases. He is absolutely on the short list to steal 50 bases this year. I will take Corbin Carroll. So top five, uh, and we may not have a full five yet, but most exciting players in Major League Baseball. Fernando Tatis. Jazz uh, Chisholm. Jazz Chisholm, yep. O'Neill Cruz. Yep. O'Neill Cruz, because did you, see, did you see him hit one the other day? Just I bet you that ball got 12 feet off the ground, and it carried probably 400 just, feet. Just the craziness of it, right? Uh, uh, yeah, those three uh, are absolutely on the list. I would say Randy Rosarena. He's He is very much developing um, that uh, that following and, and the penchant for the big moment. Ooh, the fifth one's tough, because those four are pretty much guarantees. I mean, I will, I'll say Julio Rodriguez. I love Julio Rodriguez. I love everything. Although Otani's not on that list then. And Otani, like, he's just in a different realm. He just He's is. just, like, much-watched. T- not that those other guys aren't great to watch. He's just must-watch TV because you you literally could see something that has never happened in the history of baseball every time that guy touches the field. But I'll put Julio Rodriguez on there. He also scorched a home run today, a leadoff home run on the first pitch of the game. Anytime I can get a chance to watch Seattle, I do. Corbin Carroll Corbin will be good. on that list uh, in consideration for that top five Ooh. by the end of the year. Just the way that it's he a tough plays list to break. It is. Jazz Chisholm's amazing. Some of those guys, like Jazz, all those guys are leadoff hitters except for Rosarena, right? Jazz Chisholm, yep. O'Neill Cruz, like Tatis. Who knows where he's going to bat? I guess Rosarena dropped down a little bit. Julio Rodriguez, and eventually Corbin Carroll, just because they're such speed power outliers that it just, yeah, they're amazing. Uh, and and that always is, uh, not, you know, I, I don't think uh, when it comes to baseball within it. Uh, Yes, people love the monster home runs, uh, even though the stolen bases within it. Uh, they'll have seen a great defensive play. Uh, but if there's something that just gets everyone excited within it, it's the triple. Yes. It, it is the, the, the triple, the, the ability to hit one in the gaps and just fly through because you get the credit of the stolen base element to it with, uh, with a great hit uh, and then sliding into third base and getting it there within it. He's going to lead the, uh, the National League in triples. Uh, Got to beat Jazz Chisholm. 
And that's I was gonna say it's great company, but those are the guys. <laughs> yes, that, uh, yes, those the, are the guys, the guys we're we mentioned. We put about. them where they are. Yes. They're the league leaders uh, and and triples. You'll find all of them in that category. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got the guy uh, got the speed to be able to do that. He's gonna have all opportunity uh, to be able to do that. Uh, uh, exciting uh, pitch, uh, exciting uh, player to watch. If you haven't had a chance to look forward to some of those opportunities here uh, as the year gets uh, gets going within it, uh, I would say that uh, as far as uh, someone that I I would pay the on the players, they say uh, pay the price of admission. Uh-huh. A Shohei Otani start. That's that's at the top of my list within it to say well, worth the price because uh, then you're also going to see him hit, uh, and so you, you get both. I, I want I don't want it's it's great for one, but when you can get both at the same time, that's uh, the Babe Ruth element uh, in modern times. That's what I'd want to see. Uh, and in fact, I might actually after saying that target uh, when he's in the anywhere in the region. Uh, and go uh, see one of his starts. Have to actually do that uh, for such a uh, legendary outlier. Because if he if he stopped pitching tomorrow, he's still going to be one of the most remarkable. I mean, stop playing tomorrow, he'd be one of the most remarkable players to ever play. Because no one's You're ever done at that level. Hall of Fame and on what he's done, like you could make that case. I don't know if he would, uh, but if he played even. I don't know, three more years of doing yeah, what he is. It's full, like a five year body of work. It's like a no brainer in my doubt then in my mind that he's a hall of famer because like you said, just, just an amazing player, top five overall batter, top 10 overall pitcher. Like it's, could he actually, we didn't even mention it. Would you ever be surprised if he won a Cy Young award too, on top of winning an MVP six innings, 10 strikeouts, no earned runs. That's what he did. If, if the Angels would actually make the playoffs, if they would make a, a deep run, uh, just enough to get people excited. That's the, the the team that all of a sudden went for a run this year, and then he produced those numbers again because you're going to see it fully on the national scale, not on the West Coast, the full national scale within it. Could he take both in that year? Absolutely. Angels, please win. That'd be amazing. Uh, so we can see a guy get both MVP and Cy Young. Uh, uh, within it, because he's the only one that could ever justify both, and I would love to actually have that conversation uh, uh, for that. So that would be uh, an exciting thing. Let Anthony Rendon find himself from five years ago, uh, play a full 140-game season. Quick talk. Do you see Anthony Rendon after day one getting in the face of a fan? Yeah. Dude. Okay, uh, come on, man. Like I, I get it. I get uh, people like uh, we have the the, the Twitter verse that likes to uh, act big on everything with it and just be verbally abusive in every way within. I I get it, but you just can't do it. I know. Uh, I said I, I, I fully got, get it. I think it gets five games. That's my guess. Five games. Best best non baseball thing from opening weekend. The Dodgers moron who ran around the field and got smoked by the security guard. Uh, hilarious. I, Great times. I wish I could have had the the wide angle lens. You see the stuff within it, also the unexpected, the boom. <laughs> uh, but I, I want the look that all the fans had in the outfield when they saw that a security guard coming, uh, and that guy didn't see it there. And full hat, glasses, everything went flying. Glasses you get, but the hat went fully off his head and went flying within it. One of the best uh, open field tackles I've seen right. uh, in any sport. Like our NFL draft podcasts, NFL linebacker right there. I'll have to be coming up here sooner within a two on it. Uh, so we'll to see if uh, he's getting scouted by anyone. But uh, uh, you mentioned like how many uh, how many texts and phone calls the the guy that, that tried to propose uh, got off that. But I want to know the security guy uh, how much he got off that one. How many wish that the how many other guys that were uh, his uh, coworkers within it. Th- that's your moment, right? You want a shot to do that. He nailed it. Uh, so if that wasn't on an ESPN top ten, it should have been. Yes, it should have. Good smoke. Good. 
Biggest hit of the weekend. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Well, with that, that wraps up our, our final uh, preview, our opening uh, couple of games, uh, a hot take fun within it. We'll see how all that ages uh, as it goes on, whether it's like fine wine or uh, uh, real eggs that got hid that didn't get found on the on, on the nice. playground. So uh, with that, have a happy Easter. We will take a week off uh, uh, with Easter next week, and then we'll come back and assess the first couple of weeks, uh, and maybe we'll start looking at uh, uh, damage control. Uh, seeing uh, just from that angle, some of this, the leaks that have sprung initially, uh, damage control, where are we at? I like it. 